Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, uh, my name is Pete Morgan. This is the Puppy Podcast. It's where we talk about the lives of our two dogs, five-year-old Lincoln and 20-month-old Elvis. How did that come about? I need some... I clearly miscounted how old he was. We do talk about Elvis more because he is the young dog, he is the puppy. And I share our experiences of having a young dog in the house and also a second dog as well. On top of that, it's where you can come as a puppy owner, as a prospective puppy owner, as a dog lover, as a dog appreciator... Come together, share your experiences, your trials, your tribulations uh, in the hope that we will all become better puppy and dog owners. So if you have any questions at all about your dog, about your puppy, and you think that not just me, but the Puppy Podcast family can help, uh, then do get in touch. We are on Facebook at the Puppy Podcast. We're on Instagram at the Puppy Podcast, on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, not the Puppy Podcast. It's at Puppy Podcast, uh, or you can email the Puppy Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, also, you can go back and listen to any one of the seventy odd episodes that we've done. Uh, go to the website, the Puppy Podcast. Dot com. Uh, if you're joining us for the very first time, thank you so much. I've had some really lovely messages over uh, the past month or so of people saying they're just discovering uh, the Puppy Podcast, which it, it, it completely goes beyond what I was expecting of the podcast. It, it, you know, I started it at the beginning of 2017, uh, kind of two or three weeks before we were due to get Elvis, and... Um, we didn't even have a name for him. That's how early it was. And I, it really means a lot. It means a lot that I know that there are people who are listening who've listened from the very beginning, and thank you for that. It genuinely it really means a lot. Uh, and these uh, these uh, people who are, who are joining all the time and, and kind of starting the, the journey. Um, and I guess it, it works because the stuff that we're talking about is universal. Um, and uh, is eternal. So the problems we're having raising a puppy, or the great things that we are finding out about raising a puppy as well, apply just as much in five years' time and ten years' time until, you know, they create hoverboards for dogs or whatever. Uh, then, you know, it, what we're going through is what people will always be going through. Uh, and... Um, and I, d- I did get a message from, I can't remember who it was from, I'm so sorry, but someone saying that um, uh, they, <laughs> they think they're doing quite well as a puppy owner based on hearing how I'm doing as Elvis' <laughs> as <Elvis's> owner. <laughs> you know, basically saying, yeah, we're doing better than you, mate, uh, which is lovely. Thank you. And good, that's great. Uh, you know, uh, the idea is, is that we all become, as I said at the top, all better puppy and dog owners. Uh, if you found us via iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, please just take a couple of moments to leave a review. Um, if you do that, it enables other puppy and dog owners to find us a lot easier. Uh, and it really means a lot. Thank you. However you're listening to us, welcome. Whether it's just you, whether it's you and the family, whether it's you and your furry babies, whether you are out in the dog park, walking the streets, or in the car, welcome along. Uh, thanks very much. Um, quick mention about uh, Puppy Dog of the Week. You can still nominate your dog. If you think your dog is worthy of being Puppy Dog of the Week, then, and whose dog isn't? 
I'd like to see them here saying that their dog isn't worthy of Puppy Dog of the Week. Uh, you can email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us uh, a photo, tell us a little bit about your furry baby, and uh, you get the show dedicated to your puppy dog. Uh, and hopefully we'll get you on and have a bit of a chat as well and uh, find out a little bit more about you. There's something else I wanted to mention. Um... Uh, we don't have a sponsor, but the Puppy Podcast has sponsored something else. So, if you are on Facebook, uh, and go to Floss and Merlin's online shows. So, Floss and Merlin's online shows, uh, run by a lovely woman called Emily, Emily Jean Hill. And it's basically an online pet show. Well, it's, it's an online dog show. And, um, we entered it last year and I think Elvis got a rosette, uh, and we've sponsored two of the categories. The Puppy Podcast has sponsored two of the categories, uh, this year. We have sponsored Funniest Photo, um, and Double Trouble, which is any two pets together. To be fair, if you've got cats or, bleh, or whatever, then you can have those in there as well. But, uh, primarily it is for dogs. Uh, and uh, as I understand it, it is global as well because it's on Facebook. So you can, um, you can, uh, apply uh, and all the money you pay money to, um, to enter and the money goes to charity. It, you know, Emily's not kind of making any money off this. So yeah, go to Facebook, uh, and check out Floss and Merlin's online shows, uh, and, uh, get yourself, uh, involved in that. I think they're open till November. So this is August 2018. It's open till November. Uh, certainly the end of October 2018, so you've got a bit of time. But Floss and Merlin's online shows uh, with uh, The Puppy Podcast sponsoring uh, a couple of the categories, Funniest Photo and Double Trouble. So go and help them out. They're just great, and it's just lovely. Um, you know, it's just really nice. And I don't know if they've got these elsewhere, but in the UK, they have fun dog shows. And we took, we've taken Lincoln to them, uh, a couple of years ago now, because there's one locally to us, because he won, I think, softest ears, and he got third in, uh, waggiest tail, um, and I think he, he, he got, uh, he won most handsome dog, because he is, Lincoln's a very handsome dog. Um, as is Elvis, just Elvis, Elvis is more, um, of a, uh, um, more, he's the difficult child. I think that's the, you know, the diplomatic way to say it. So, um, yes, so we, we, there are fun, I don't know if they have them elsewhere, but they have them in the UK and they are fantastic. And again, there's no, um, there's no kind of pressure, although there was one woman who went to, who was clearly taking it far too seriously. Uh, but most people just come along with their pets and it's just nice. And, you know, there's rosettes and it's lovely and, you know, it's not that you've had to train or groom your dog for like a week and a half and you've been denying it food to get it the right shape or any of that nonsense. It's just, hey, let's take it along, pay a couple of quid, go into this thing and your dog gets awarded softest ears there you go we all go home happy which is lovely so if have a look uh, online and see if there's any of those near you but certainly floss and merlin's online shows um do get involved with that as i say puppy podcast sponsoring uh, a couple of the categories there so then uh 
Elvis. <laughs> uh, it's Friday morning now. Last Friday, so this time last week, uh, we were getting ready to take Elvis to the vet. We had to get him there for nine in the morning uh, because he was going to be castrated. Um, and we were we were nervous. There's no getting away from it. We were nervous. Joe and I don't have children together. So we've never kind of had to experience anything like this before. Um, and as I've said, Lincoln and Elvis are our children. They're our furry children. They are as good to us or they are as meaningful to us as children, human children are to parents. So, you know, that they are our children. So we were, we were nervous because we'd never had to leave him at the vets before. We'd never, neither of them had ever had to have a, um, a surgical procedure before. So we didn't sleep a great deal Thursday night because, do you know, all the, just the bad stuff goes through your head and, and what the, um, you know, everything that can go wrong. And both of us had kind of been looking online as to kind of the real extreme things that can go wrong and, and kind of getting ourselves all worked up, which was silly and we shouldn't do it. And I, I'm, I'm normally against, um, kind of going on the internet to look at either symptoms for yourself or what could happen if this goes on because it, it, it's never good. So we took him into the vets and, uh, he was great. Of course he was great. He was just happy, happy out. He was, he was just happy to be out of the house. Yeah! And, um, loved being behind the counter at the vets because they take him back and put him in a, uh, a bit of a, like a holding bit. So we took him at nine o'clock in the morning. And then what they do is they do morning surgery and then about lunchtime. So about midday, that's when they do the procedure. Um, so we took them in and Penny, who's the receptionist, who is just lovely. She is so calming. She is so reassuring. Um, she gets, she's a dog owner herself and she gets what that's like. Uh, and the, the, the emotions that go with it. And she said, he's going to be fine. And that was one of the things, knowing that we were leaving them with someone like Penny and Stuart, who was the vet on that day. And we know Stuart really well. Um, sadly, because, <laughs> just because we go in, um, and Penny was like, fine, give us a call at about half past 12 and I'll let you know how he's getting on. So that's what we did. And I, the day was odd. You know, I was trying to busy myself doing things, doing bits of work and doing stuff around the house. And, but all the time I was doing it and Joe admitted later she was the same that you were doing it in relation to where Elvis was. And you were thinking, all right, okay, so this is what he'll be doing now, or this is what he'll probably be doing now. And then when 12 o'clock came, it was like, okay, he's probably gone under now, and he's you know, he's probably being operated on. So I called at 12.30, and uh, Penny said, fine, it was fine. It all went fine. He's very groggy. He's come round from the anaesthetic but he's very groggy and he barely lifts his head up when you call his name. But it'll be fine. Come for about four o'clock and it'll be great. You can take him home. So um, that's what we did. I mean, we were really pleased. The sense of relief when it was done 
um, and hearing Penny say that he was okay was incredible. So we went and got him at form. Both of us went down um, and she brought him out from round the back and he had no idea where he was. He was still clearly kind of just coming round from what on earth has gone on that day. Uh, he had a cone on. And uh, there was another dog in reception. Now, normally, as I've talked about on here, if he sees another dog, he wants to get to the dog. He wants to play to the dog, play with the dog. And if he can't get to the dog, then he barks at the dog. And that's how he wants to kind of communicate rather than playing. Uh, but none of that. He saw the dog and kind of stood there. <sighs> what is this? And then just <laughs> we just kind of casually walked him out. He couldn't get in the car. So I had to pick him up and put him in the car. And again, we've talked about the fact he won't go upstairs. So at the front of our house, we have two steps up to the house and he wouldn't even go up those because normally he'll just jump it, but he wouldn't even go up those. So again, I had to pick him up carry him into the house, and then put him down. Uh, he had uh, a cone on. And can I just thank, um, I mean, a, f- a few people got in touch about cones and things like that, but thanks very much to Melissa. Melissa uh, has been on the podcast a couple of times to tell us about um, her dog Kipper and how well Kipper's doing. And th- there's pictures on uh, the uh, the Facebook page of Kipper, and you can see how she's getting on. She's just going great guns it's fantastic um but uh, melissa was really good kind of getting in touch talking about soft cones that you can get or like um uh kind of the these leotards or pants that you can get to protect the area um that so that they're not bothering it uh while it's healing uh, and the vet we spoke to the vet about getting pants or getting like this leotard swimsuit thing that goes on. And uh, he was saying, we, I don't really want to do it just because the weather is so warm and that's just going to make it uncomfortable for them. Let's stick with the cone and that's fine. So we got, uh, we got him home and he was just really floopy. He just wanted to kind of, uh, be asleep and lie down uh, Lincoln was sniffing him and, and kind of being very interested in his bits, you know, as in what on earth is going on here? Uh, <laughs> there was, there was something here earlier on and it's not there now. Um, so, and he just kind of passed out really. There was a bit of whining and I think me picking him up because the, the, the correct way, if nobody's ever taught you this, the correct way to, to pick up a dog is you put one hand kind of on their breast, on their chest, one arm, one forearm there, and one forearm kind of underneath the tail on 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 the bum, and that's how you pick them up. That's good. That's the easiest way to pick them up. So their their legs are in between your arms, uh, and I don't know whether that kind of bothered him a little bit and maybe was a little bit sore. I mean, he was on pretty strong painkillers and stuff. So Friday he was just zonked and Saturday was pretty zonked as well. I stayed up with him Friday night um, and didn't really get that much sleep just because he couldn't get comfortable. 
so was moving like every two or three minutes. So I think overall, overnight, I probably got about two, maybe three hours sleep. Um, but we decided we were always going to do it just to make sure that he was okay and that he wasn't distressed and that, you know, he, because even by Friday evening, he still was a bit groggy and kind of not quite sure where he was going and stuff. And we, so we wanted to leave the back door open for him so he could get out. And it was like, well, I don't feel comfortable going to bed with the back door open. I'll stay up. So, um, yeah, as I say, didn't really get much sleep. Friday night, both of us decided to do it Saturday night. So Joe and I stayed up with him Saturday night. And then, unfortunately, what happened, Lincoln took issue with that and bothered Joe. Just kept bothering her, just kept bumping her leg when she's trying to sleep. As if to say, no, you're not sleeping down here. I like the bed upstairs. Let's go to bed. So in the end, at about one, half one in the morning, Joe said, I'm going to have to go upstairs. And I said, that's fine. I'll stay down here with Elvis. By this time, Elvis was a little bit more getting back to normal. Um, and what he was trying to do was scratch his ear. Now, of course, he's got a cone on. So when you scratch the ear, uh, your ear, but you do it with a cone on, uh, what you get is... You just get that. So he was trying to do that about every 40 minutes. So just at the point where I was starting to doze off, and I'd be wide awake again. So again, I think I probably got about 90 minutes sleep Saturday into Sunday. So Joe very kindly kind of allowed us to catch up. You know, I, I went to bed when she came down at half seven. I went to bed for a few hours and we, we you know, we got through it. Um, but I tell you, there is something that they don't tell you about the op. Um, and I'll tell you what that is in a little bit, uh, because it is time for the dog news. I appreciate the, uh, I mean, to be fair, a lot of this episode is going to be about Elvis and the operation and the aftermath of it. Um, but I still want to do dog news. I'm just going to kind of whip through it a little bit, um, the, or a little bit quicker than I normally would. Uh, there's a pet food company called Your Doggy, and in October of this year, in 2018, they are going to be launching a um, uh, the the first dog meal that is designed to be prepared in an instant pot. So hot dog meals. Uh, they are made, apparently, uh, these are 20-minute meals. They're made of human-grade ingredients. They come in grain-free turkey and salmon options. And your doggy uh, build the, uh, the meals as meal kits that are so healthy you could eat it too. No, but seriously. Uh, at the moment, and you can check it out yourself, uh, your doggy fresh meals are on the Indiegogo crowdfunding Page and uh, they're a little bit short of their target, but they're still planning to launch in October. So that is uh, uh, something that's going to be going. I've never thought, I've never looked at. I mean, this is something I did learn. Uh, this is a couple of years ago that all dog food has to be um, able to be eaten by humans. It has to be um, of, a, of a, a standard. It might not taste great. But it has to be something that we could eat as well. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. Um, 
So, yeah, and apparently, just very quickly, uh, on the Indiegogo thing, uh, if you donate $45, so what's that, about 40 quid? Um, 35, 40 quid, uh, and you and your dog could receive two bags of your doggy fresh, two bags of your doggy jerky treats, and an instant pot compatible liner lid and ceiling ring. So that's basically making sure that the instant pot, uh, doesn't have your food in it and the dog food in it, you know, so there's a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a change. Uh, and, uh, the other, um, story in this week's dog news is the story of little buddy, uh, who is a six week old puppy who'd been bought online and his owners took him to Battersea Dogs Home. Um, which, if you don't know, I mean, is, is the dog's home in the UK. Um, it was bought by a couple on Gumtree. Is Gumtree global or is that just UK? So Gumtree is, is like an online marketplace, kind of like, uh, so in the US, you will have Craigslist. Uh, it's a bit like that. Uh, but this couple bought this six week old puppy on Gumtree, and hours later they dropped him off at Battersea saying that they didn't want him. I mean, this is, oh my goodness. You know, it's it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. And I, I know if you are a dog lover, you are going to be feeling the indignation as well um, that uh, why does, why, who, what makes you think, okay, I'll buy this dog online. Not, I'll find a breeder online, a, a reputable breeder online, and go and see them and see where the dogs are living. No, no, I'll just buy this dog online. That is just not on. I mean, apart from the fact, as we've said, as much as you can, adopt, don't shop. And I realise there's an hypocrisy there because we didn't. But I wholly support adopting and not shopping. In fact, I want to, this, there's a friend of mine who adopted and is a huge campaigner for Adopt, Don't Shop, and I'm going to try and get her on uh, in the next few episodes. So, thankfully, it's a happy ending. Buddy has been rehomed already, and he's going to be moving to his new home in the next couple of days. So that is this week's Dark News. And there you go. Apologies for the noise. We've got Machinery going on in the house. Lincoln has come in now. He's laying, lying at my feet. He's got a cone on as well because his bits are still sore and infected. And I, I went to see the vet with him yesterday and the vet said, yeah, just another couple of weeks and I think we will have dealt with kind of the, some of the red patches that are still there. So he's got a cone on and he's very unhappy about it. Elvis's cone comes off on Monday, so it's Friday morning now, it comes off on Monday, um, and we can't wait, (laughs) because, (laughs) so Sunday night, we decided we weren't going to stay up with him, we were just going to see how he gets on, because he seemed to be fine overnight, we came down Monday morning, and he got the cone off, Um, well, what we did on Sunday, because the cone that comes f- from the vets that came is like this plastic cone, and it's kind of tabs that you slip into one another and then they lock, uh, and they'd kind of secured it with a bandage uh, around his neck, like a bandage collar kind of thing to keep it on. Um, so 
we kept that on, but the edges of it are quite hard because it's plastic. And he kept bumping into our legs, and both of us are bruised to anything up and down our legs. So we said, well, let's go and get him a different cone. Now, El- uh, Lincoln has one, which is a nice big one, and that's got like a soft edge. So if he bumps into you or bumps into a door, it doesn't hurt you, he doesn't damage anything, he doesn't hurt himself uh, as well. Um, so we went and got that for Elvis. Yeah, and Elvis managed to get that off and chew it like nothing else. I might post a picture of his, uh, uh, of his collar, uh, of his cone that he managed to get off. So we've put the vet one back on. And what we've had to do, because he kept getting it off, is we've had to kind of fashion with bandages, fashion a kind of lashing the cone to his actual collar because he can't get his collar off so if we tie the cone to the collar then he can't get anything off now he can still he can still eat he can still drink he can still do everything with his cone on the thing he can't do which is important is he can't get to his area while it heals and it seems to be healing really well the thing they don't tell you um we took him out on Sunday. We took both the boys out. We went down for a walk into the town, and there's a great coffee shop near us, and we went in there, and we had a great time, and, you know, we always kind of go down there. Um, but Elvis was just like normal, pulling an awful lot, uh, really just excitable. Uh, and to be fair, the mistake that we made was that we took both of them out because when both of them are out, Elvis just wants to be with Lincoln just wants to be by him, wants to sniff what he's sniffing. So if I'm hanging back by about 10 feet with Lincoln, because you can't walk both of them together, not comfortably, um, then Elvis is just constantly pulling Joe back to try and get to Lincoln. And if you're walking ahead, then again, Elvis is trying to pull ahead because he wants to get to Lincoln. Um, so I'm awfully sorry. Lincoln shifted and he's put, Lincoln, baby, Lincoln, come on, on your feet. I can't, I can't get there. There you go. There you go. Good boy. He'd started to lie in such a way that I couldn't stand straight. He was lying and I was having to kind of kink myself to the side to fit him in. And that just wasn't right. And then when he tried to back out, because he was right under my desk, when he tried to back out, he couldn't get his cone out, so I just had to help him. But he's fine now. He's lying down in front of the desk and he's, uh, he's completely comfortable. So... We walk down to the coffee shop, there's other people out with dogs, Elvis reacts just the same way. Constantly, just pulling, excitable, wanting to be there. Yeah, yeah, no, let's play, let's do this, let's do that, yeah, all of this. And it crossed my mind of, well, that is money down the drain. Because in my mind, the castration was going to calm him down. Um, And it was only two days ago that I spoke to someone about this another dog person who again hopefully we're going to have on the podcast in the next couple of episodes and she said yeah no he won't calm down for like at least three months and it's like what how's that and she was and i'd never even thought of this and she said no no it's just going to take time for the hormones to kind of work their way through his body and then that'll be it it'll be It'll be calm. 
but it's going to take, she said, between three and six months. And I was, are you kidding me? I didn't, I had no idea. So, um, so yes. So we're on Friday now. On Monday, we go back to the vet, uh, hopefully get the all clear. I can't see a reason why we wouldn't get the all clear. And the cone can come off and we will all be infinitely happier that that is the case. Uh, but with the other thing that we've had to start doing to kind of try and prevent him working to get the cone off, um, is we've started putting him back in his crate at night because the crate's still up. Uh, although I think that's going to be coming down in the next couple of months because he, he barely goes in it, if ever goes in it, uh, during the day. He's got his bed in the kitchen, uh, or he sleeps on the hall floor. He just doesn't really go in the crate. So I think once he's done and he's, um, kind of healed and all back to normal, I think we're just going to take his crate down. And that's going to be a big moment because we've not had a proper kind of kitchen dining area for 18 months now. So that's going to be really interesting, you know, really lovely to have that space back. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's healing well, um, still on tablets. He's still quite sleepy. Uh, and I think that's the tablets having their effect. Uh, thank you so much for all of the, the messages that we've had and the people asking how he is and kind of people, uh, just either posting on the pages or getting in touch via social media or emailing and just asking how, uh, Elvis is and how Lincoln is. Uh, they are both very much on the mend and hopefully, uh, by the time we have our next episode, we will have two healthy dogs again. <laughs> This is the bit of dog ownership they never tell you about. That when they're poorly, it's a dear do. It is, it's expensive and these are the things you need to think about. Uh, the, the castration, uh, you know, I don't mind mentioning it. The castration costs 300 pounds. So that would be, I don't know, about $350, something like that, which is, is more than I was expecting. I don't know, to be fair, I don't know how much I was expecting. But it was a little that that uh, I was surprised by that figure. I I probably maybe pitched it a bit more at kind of two hundred. But then again, then again, you know I'm not a professional vet uh, by any stretch of the imagination, so I don't know how much these things kind of cost. Um, but yes, so Lincoln will be getting done, but we need to heal him first and then give it a month for kind of the steroids to get out of his system, and then we're going to do um, Lincoln, and it'll give us a chance to save up for having the... Op- I'm really pleased we didn't get both done at the same time now. So, um, I appreciate this, uh, this episode has been castration heavy, but if it's something you're considering, if it's something you're thinking about, then... Um, it's worth hearing what we went through and the things to to look out for as well. Um, your dog may not react in the same way. Black Labs are a very singular breed. Um, but if you've got any more questions or any of your experiences you want to share, then you can go to the Facebook page, um, The Puppy Podcast. We're on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast, on Instagram, 
at the Puppy Podcast, or you can always email us, of course, the Puppy Podcast at gmail.com or go to the website and have a troll through any of the previous episodes uh, they're keyword searchable as well so you can have a look there thepuppypodcast.com you can subscribe to the puppy podcast on iTunes Stitcher Google Play and all good podcast apps thank you for listening genuinely thank you so much this has been a Monkey Pants production and I'll see you and your furry babies next time.